Bubbler Talk, quenching Milwaukee's thirst for knowledge. I, I don't just want jobs that are created in short term based upon a government subsidy. I want jobs that are long term and sustainable. And the most sustainable jobs, 75 to 80 percent, are likely to come from small businesses, uh, not from employers getting government subsidies. I'm Joy Powers, and that was Governor Walker speaking to reporters in 2010 about an issue that has been on the minds of many Wisconsinites, including one who wrote into Bubbler Talk. They were curious about why there isn't a high-speed rail line connecting Milwaukee with other cities in Wisconsin and the region. The answer is complicated, but simply put, there was a plan for a higher-speed rail line, but Governor Walker was against it. Rob Henkin from the Wisconsin Policy Forum first came to the state in the 90s to work for a group that focused on transit. He explains the origins of this higher-speed rail plan, which came out in 2004. There was a very carefully laid out plan, uh, a Midwest regional rail initiative that essentially saw Chicago as being the center of sort of a, in, a, in a wheel, so the, a, a spoke approach where there would be higher speed rail connections between Chicago and Milwaukee, heading then west to Madison, so connecting Milwaukee and Madison and going then all the way to Minneapolis, higher speed rail between Chicago and St. Louis, higher speed rail to Detroit, and through throughout the Midwest. And once upon a time, you had nine Midwestern states that were all on board, no pun intended, to actually try to lobby together for the federal government to allocate federal resources to to do this whole Midwest rail initiative. And they succeeded. At the time, Governor Doyle was able to secure $810 million, earmarked by the Obama administration to help create parts of this system, specifically a line connecting Milwaukee and Madison. But there was a problem. Kevin Muse from the Southeastern Wisconsin Regional Planning Commission explains. When Governor Scott Walker was a candidate, he made one of his platform planks stopping that project. So when he was elected, actually Governor Doyle, stopped the project the day after the election in 2010. During his campaign, Walker made it clear he thought the project would be a waste of money. There were other transit issues he thought were more pressing, like fixing Wisconsin's, quote, crumbling roads and bridges, as he put it in 2010. The operating bill for the train was projected to be $7.5 million a year, which he felt was too high a burden. For perspective, Wisconsin's DOT budget for 2015 to 2017 allocates more than $3 billion for roads. According to Kevin Muse, there's a common misconception about transit's ability to make money. No mode of transportation pays for itself, but for some reason we have a perception that the automobile does, whereas transit doesn't, which is inaccurate, but that, that certainly is the perception. At one time, mass transit was profitable, but that's no longer the case. 50, 60 years ago, you had private companies running rail systems and able to make money. Some argue that because we have so heavily subsidized highway building and automobile usage, that that meant the private sector couldn't make money running rail systems or any type of transit systems. The money earmarked for a higher speed rail in Wisconsin was given away. Other states in the Midwest accepted the money and used it to update their rails and make them more efficient. It's unclear what a higher-speed rail could mean for Milwaukee. But Muse says it really comes down to connectivity. You're providing the the connectivity that helps the economy move and makes it easier for people, uh, in this case, to move around and and access jobs more easily, uh, shop more easily, access education more easily, which is, is good for the economy, generally. The question now, 
what will it take to get a higher-speed rail system in Wisconsin? The answer? A confluence of political will, funding, and a plan. And we already have the last part. The Department of Transportation still has a passenger rail plan. It's called Connections 2030 and was first developed in 2009 before Walker took office. That passenger rail plan has basically two dominant corridors from Chicago to the Twin Cities, connecting Milwaukee and Madison and communities in between, and then from Chicago to Green Bay, including connecting to Milwaukee and the Fox Cities. They've got specific plans. That would be 110-mile-an-hour service, so many trips per day. It's all spelled out in the plan. The political piece of it is a, is a real challenge to, to figure out what the future holds. Making these kinds of plans a reality takes a lot of politicians across municipalities, state lines, and political divides coming together to make them happen. Our current political climate may make that seem unlikely. But Rob Henkin says it could happen, and the federal government may once again want to earmark funds for the initiative. Since the Trump administration came in, there's been talk about infrastructure maybe being the issue where the Republicans and the Democrats could agree. Um, And now in the wake of the elections, there's talk again that infrastructure may be one of the top uh, agenda items in Washington. And if that's the case, might it include a high-speed rail component again? Hard to say. I guess there's a slight possibility. But if it isn't part of the federal plan, then Wisconsin, Illinois, and Minnesota would have to come together to raise the funds, which Henkin says could be prohibitively expensive. The person who asked the initial question that started this piece wanted to know two things. Why there isn't a high-speed rail in Wisconsin and whether or not it was something that would ever come to the state. And the short answer to both is political will. We don't have one because politicians decided it wasn't important. We could have one if politicians decide it is important. For Bubbler Talk, I'm Joy Powers. Support for this season's Bubbler Talk comes from the Boys and Girls Clubs of Greater Milwaukee, serving more than 41,000 children and teens each year. Dedicated to providing safe spaces, academic enrichment programs, and fun environments. More at bgcmilwaukee.org. What have you always wanted to know about the Milwaukee area? Visit wuwm.com slash bubbler talk to submit your question.